Welcome to the Editor's Note Comics Podcast. I think that this world, it needs men that are willing to make the hard call. Central Maine's best comics podcast, by default. Ain't no thing like me, except me. Here are your hosts, Zach and Jared. Matt's coming. No. When do we start? Hey, welcome back. Here we are in the... uh... The depths of the cold. The depths of the COVID. Oh, that too, but... Who do you think's going to get it first? Do you again or me a first time? Oh, you first time, definitely. I feel like I say the opposite. I think you're going to get it a second time. <laughs> I can't because I don't have to go into work. I don't have to leave my house, man. School's been remote this week. It's going to be remote through the end of the week. That's true. No, exactly. Well, you know what? During these pandemic times, it's a small benefit. It's a fringe benefit. Oh, we got a hell of a show for you this I'm week. Why do you think I'm going to get it? Like, what do you think I'm going to get the Omicron? Maybe I had it and I don't know. It's possible. Could have. Yeah, maybe you've had it and you don't know. Although you're kind of you when you get sick, you get really like I don't know how to put this delicately. I get sick about once a year and I'm a real shithead about it. There you go. Yes. I was trying to be delicate. But like when you get sick, you like you're all in. I'll lash out. You lash out, you get feverish. I was around you the last time you were sick. We went down to see it was oh, like Yeah, you were when we saw um Kevin Smith and yeah, and then we recorded an episode when I had a concussion. It was like it's our like two hundredth or three It was like guess, two years ago almost. Yeah, it was our two hundredth episode and I was like and I had a terrible concussion and it was a terrible episode, which is too bad because it was like a supposed to be like a big one, but I was just fucking it. It was it was literally like almost two years ago exactly. Yeah, I passed out at the store, had a concussion. You were coughing the whole ride. I think you had the vid. I think you had the Rona. I don't think I did because it wasn't in the state of Mania. You don't know that. I mean, it could have been. It was. You you had a bad sickness. I had the flu. Yeah, you were you were messed up, man. And I've gotten a flu shot every year since then. I knew that you were. I knew that you were really sick when we got to the state theater, and you didn't even get a beer. You got zero alcohol. Yeah, that, <laughs> that yeah, was to that's me. Indicator. Yeah, when you're like, nope, just gonna have my okay. I'm like, all right, well, fine. You have your tea and be okay. It was an ice storm. We drove down in an icy, crappy mess. We did. I drove. You mostly slept and snored and coughed. All right. Uh, Good let, memories. Let's. We had a fine time. I I had a blast. I think we had the best time we could. I mean, I had a much better time than you did. I think I, I, you did because like every time like you applauded next to me, it was like someone. And I know I've said this before. It was like someone was just firing a pistol right next to my ear. Yes. From the concussion. Let's talk television. Some might call them an aggressive clapper. Things you haven't seen. Okay. And uh, this first one, I will go non-spoilers, but Dexter wrapped up its new season. Killer. From a show that everyone says had a terrible finale to a, a new season finale. Okay. Better. Better than it was. But it's amazing that this character, and I mean, it it sticks true to him. Can you make the wrong decision at every possible turn? He, like I said, he's a felon. He's a murderer. <laughs> he is, 100%. Uh, but yeah, the guy who continues to make the wrong decision at every turn, including right up to the end of this episode, is like, my God, he just cannot make a right decision. Yeah, he makes, like you said, makes a wrong decision at every turn. I continue to argue he's a serial murderer. How is he making good decisions in the first place? In in general, it was a lot more fun. Uh, I mean, his son is a pain in the ass, but... Does he kill him, too? In general, better. Okay. Better than the last season by far. And then let's talk about... Um, a murderous Robin Hood. That's what he is. A show that took a hiatus and came back that now I'm on board for. A Star Trek Prodigy. Okay. This is the animated Star Trek that is aimed at a younger crowd, because I swear to God, I'm seeing... Just whenever I watch it, all I see is like children's commercials, and it's kind of weird, to be honest. The commercials weird me out. All right, well... 
Because they're like, this is aimed at like, hey, do you remember all the Star Trek references ever? Well, if you're five, then hey, here's a commercial for like a Hungry Hungry Hippo or something. Yeah, and a Gorn. Yeah, it's real weird. Like, I get so weirded out by the commercials that I get when I watch it. Uh, basically, the show did five episodes. It took a hiatus. And it's going to do their uh, last five of the season. And I didn't love it. I watched. I kind of watched all five of them kind of in one burst. It was just like, all right, I'm going to sit down. I watched five. Of them. It was okay. But this episode, they actually get, they sunk their hooks in now. Oh, you're you're locked in. I am now. Yeah, they did this great thing. It's um, basically like all these kids who find a who are um, slaves who find a starship with a special kind of engine and they escape. And uh, one of them, the guy who's the captain, has to do the uh, Kobayashi Maru. Oh, okay, but in doing it, he's like, well, to build up my crew because. We'd do it on the holodeck, and the holodeck is going to give us the Enterprise D. Yes. And then aside the from best that, Enterprise. Um, I need to build up my crew as kind of like an all-star team of Starfleet officers. Oh, that's smart. So we get Spock in there. We get it's a good choice. Um, Uhura. We get Scotty. We get Odo. You think Odo's a better security guy than Worf was? I'm just saying who they got for this. But what they did is they... Um, re- well, I mean... in. In Odo's defense, Worf gets his ass kicked more and gets told no all the yeah, time. Yeah, Worf gets beat up Captain, we should blow the ship up. No, Worf. Recommend we raise shields. No, leave them down. But uh, in, uh, with the exception of uh, Nichelle Nichols, who didn't do anything new, like all those actors are dead and they just recycled old audio like in a very effective way. That's cool. It was very fun to see all of them. Plus, the one that did not have old audio reuse they got uh gates mcfadden back oh dr crusher haven't seen her do anything in 20 years she's back baby shut up wesley <laughs> yes she did say that did she really yeah she was one of the two that said that oh nice well her. i thought you meant in the episode in that episode she was one of the two they both said it oh wow no i meant in the the episode of star trek Prodigy. i know oh no not no not in that episode oh, okay and then they also brought back there's this like they have this holographic teacher which is janeway which is cool, voiced by Kate Mulgrew, and now there's this kind of like mystery about the ship with Chakotay. Ah, yes. Yeah, so it's so it's like the first five really didn't do a ton for me. It felt way more Star Wars than it felt Star Trek, especially like kind of like Clone Wars, Star Wars. And then this last one, it's like, oh, hey, here's everything you want. Also, there's a new mystery, and it's kind of incredible. I'm like, oh, shit. Okay, yeah, I'm in. Okay, well, perfect. It took a little bit. It took six or five or six episodes, whatever this one was, but... I am like I am officially in. Okay, that's my thing. Good for you. I don't have anything. You just got to get over that initial hump of those first like yeah four exactly. or five episodes. But then this one, it was like, oh, here's everything, and also here's a new mystery. I'm like, oh, I want this. Well, now you have it. I do. I got it for a few more weeks until Discovery comes back because that one on a hiatus. We're the, just flip flopping shows here. The mid the mid season break. Yeah, but we got more Star Trek stuff, so let's just dive in from there to the nudes. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? It's time for the news. Star Trek news. Oh, I like Star Trek news. <laughs> just stick it with it. Uh, this is bad news. Think, yeah, yeah, no, live long and prosper. Oh, is, I don't like bad news. Star Trek Picard is uh, filming its third season currently. Why is that bad news? Well, they have shut down as um, at least 50 people have got the COVID. Oh, no. Including main cast members, although it was not clarified who. Well, that's not good. Don't get Patrick Stewart sick. Don't hurt my friend Patrick. He's very old. He, he But he's also in tremendous shape. Yeah, he's still very yeah. old. No, I mean, I don't want him to get... I don't want anyone to get sick, but... Yeah, that was kind of this, like, you know, and members from the main cast, I'm like, I, I would like a list. Well, I mean... Is it the 20-somethings, or is it the 80-year-old man? 
Is it? Is it John Delance? Delance. Whatever. The cue uh, is silent. We don't. We don't know. This is rearing up, but it was just like, oh boy, that's not. It's <sighs> a good point. Shutting down production because of COVID. Well, let's get through season two first. I mean, they're on season three. I can't help you. Yeah, you can help me by getting season two out. Here's the thing coming up. Okay. And this will also involve next week's show because oh. um, to, depending on what level of listener you are and going off of the thousands of you that aren't patrons today. <laughs> this passive aggressive. Well, it was so funny. Like, I was talking to my wife this week and she was like, um, she's like, oh, I was telling someone that like you were watching Cobra Kai and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, don't tell people my shit. She's like, you tell thousands of people a week it's a good that point. you watch you, Cobra yeah. Kai. I'm like, I guess that's fair. Yeah. You... <laughs> 110 percent like what's amazing I'm about so this weirdly protective I'm like don't tell anyone i'm watching she's like you already told thousands of people that's the weird thing about this whole show for me has been is we live in a basement and like thousands of people listen to it well, i don't live in the basement well i don't live down here either well we're down here in your basement but like the fact that you open up the door on things that normally you're very private about and you don't really realize that like until your wife pointed out you're sharing it with thousands of people yeah like one of the most private quiet curmudgeonly people i know and yet here you are doing a podcast to thousands of people and you're upset that you know one other person might know because you can put a face to the name <laughs> it's like how's your day go you don't need to know how my day's going it's like the the scene do you ever see hacksaw ridge no i didn't oh good movie but there's a scene where this young private is or andrew garfield uh no someone else in that movie someone oh no not hacksaw ridge sorry it was um we were soldiers. Sorry. Didn't see that either. So, uh, okay. But this private is walking across and he, every day, it's, um, the hell is his name? Uh, he's the guy that's in all the Westerns with the big mustache, Sam something. Oh. You know who I'm talking yes, about. Yes, I do. But he's like. God damn it. Yeah. This. Yeah. It's going to, when, when you say I'm looking up Sam it, mustache and it's going to pop up. Yeah. When you say it, I'm going to be like, ah. Sam Elliott. Yes. Sam I just Elliott. typed in Sam and it popped up. Yes. So, because your phone heard mustache. I was like, oh, either. Talking about, he walks across. This is, reminds me of you when I saw them, like whenever I see a clip of the movie or I, when I watch the movie. The guy's like, Good morning, Sergeant. He's like, How the fuck do you know what kind of day it is? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. What are you, the fucking weatherman? <laughs> he says, I was like, Sounds like Zach. Have a good day, sir. Fuck you. That's you in a nutshell. Yeah. And you don't even argue it. Uh, but anywho, so a thing that's um, coming out today to the um, non patrons Peacemaker is out today. Oh, okay. So we're watching Peacemaker for next week's show? And another thing. I mean, it's just going to be part of Streaming It, Screaming It, Screaming It, Streaming All we have is Screaming It, Streaming these days. I know, but that's we got to have something else. It can't just be that. Okay. But James Gunn has said that he is going to be doing another DC project, and it's going to be another TV show. Interesting. Yeah, you have no indication of what it could be. I mean, Peacemaker is such a weird, deep cuts character. Let, I mean, I don't think we can assume that it's something from the Suicide Squad, but given what he's done with his kind of like big budget work, I would assume that it's going to be some D-list character. More Starro. Nah, he seemed to get stabbed in the eye. He's dead. Starro is dead. He took a javelin to the eye. He really did. And a lady. A javelin and a lady. Hmm. Yes. She went eye deep on him. Yes, she did. Anyway. I don't know. Whatever. I'll I'll watch whatever James Gunn does, does at this point. It's entertaining. It's funny. It's heartwarming. It's wonderful. I mean, there's some Guardians news, but it's nothing real. It's like, oh, you're going to be like... Audience expectations aren't going to be what you expect. We were going to film the holiday special already, but oops, there was a COVID. And the holiday already happened now. Well, for next. Yeah, true. We can't watch a Guardians holiday special in July. There's holidays in July. There's a holiday every day. Every day is a holiday. I was trying to remember what today's holidays were. I can't remember. I actually have a... I don't I have care. A book, I have it bookmarked, actually. Ed Brubaker. Yes. 
that, that's what you say when you don't know what the fuck. I'm talking no, he's about. like he was um he was a DJ. He's like on. He's not a DJ to my knowledge. Oh, maybe it's a different Brubaker. Maybe Ed Brubaker. Uh no, big old comics writer. Okay, then I was way off. My bad. Uh, he's done stuff like he was the guy who brought Bucky back as the Winter Soldier. Like, that's kind of his thing. And he did a lot of Batman stuff. And speaking of him doing a lot of Batman stuff, he's going to be joining the Bruce Tim HBO Max Batman animated series that's coming up. And to that I say, fuck yes. He's one of the best writers out there. Okay. He can write a Batman. I was- Smack I found, your phone out of your hand. I found a holiday, by the way. Tradition. Today's holiday? The Feast of Fabulous Wild Men Day. Reject that. Uh, it's also National Hot Tea Day, National Pharmacist Day, and National Take the Stairs Day. Yeah, no. All right, yeah, but if Ed you're Br- not Patreon when you get this, it's National Rubber Ducky Day. You dodged the phone, dodged that time. I know kung fu. Do, uh, uh, but yeah, Ed Brubaker joining that show is an absolute godsend. He's an incredible Batman writer, and him doing that is gonna just kick all kinds of ass. I can't wait for this show. I, if you're listening to this, we're we're gonna do some Batman the Animated Series stuff, and you're forgetting one of the best Batman writers out there to be on your Batman show. Good. Yes. Can't go wrong. And last bit of news. Amazing Spider-Man. You may have heard of the comic. Yes. This is getting a lot of pomp and circumstance. I'm like, okay, it's not like this guy ever really went away from doing stuff. But uh, John Romita Jr., son of John Romita. The Jr. was a giveaway. Yeah, it was. He is coming back to Amazing Spider-Man for probably a new number one. That's amazing. And everyone's celebrating it. And I'm going, good. Yeah, he's a, he's a good artist. He's a weirdly controversial artist. He, his style kind of like in the in the 80s, it was not controversial, but kind of when he hit like the mid 90s, he kind of got more stylistic. And some people love it. Some people don't. And I say it kind of depends on the book. Yeah, I'd buy that. But John Romita Jr. coming back to Amazing Spider-Man, the book that his papa made so popular. Coming back, baby! After um, Steve Ditko left. So uh, the way it goes is Steve Ditko was on uh, Amazing Spider-Man. He quit, and like he hated everything about everything. Like He was very like recluse kind of guy. would just kind of like drop his shit off and leave. Yeah, wild man. Like There used to be like... Um, at one point, there's like this Marvel, like, you know, meet the bullpen staff. And they're like, oh, looks. Steve Ditko just jumped out the window because like he just doesn't want to be a part of this shit. Well, yeah. And he quit Amazing Spider-Man and Stan Lee um, goes to John Romita, who's currently doing Daredevil because Daredevil had a whole rotating cast of uh, artists early on, mostly uh, from alcoholism. And he's like, hey, I need you to come do Spider-Man for a little bit. Don't worry. Steve will come back. And then he never did. And John Romita kind of became uh, one of the more defining Spider-Man artists. If, you know, I mean, say, like Ditko kind of set the template. Like Romita is kind of probably your number one or number two guy, depending on. Okay. And then his kid has done a, like a ton of shit with it. And like he did a bunch of X-Men stuff. And I mean, he's ba- like, John, I'm saying his kid, like he's some like young buck, like he's 50s probably. Mm. But I mean, he's kind of done everything. And yeah, him, him going back to. And he's done Spider-Man before him going back to it. Yeah, it's a little, it'll be fun. It, it, it's good to get, you know, some pedigree on the book. So it's a good thing. I'm looking forward to it. All right. But all I have to say on that. All right, that's it. I don't have anything to add, so I'm not going to try. John, uh, I got a Romita Jr. page upstairs. Oh, cool. I feel like every time we talk about John Romita Jr., I say you, uh, you flex on that. No, I mean, he, he's done so much. It's not like they're hard to find. That's a good point. He's done a billion of them. But um, the uh, Stan Lee 
Fantastic Four page that I got signed upstairs. That's, oh, okay. That's Ramita. You, Son of Ramita Senior. You may have seen it in the hallway. I've seen it in the hallway. All right, we're I've gonna... been in your hallway many you, times. You have to take a peek. I haven't peed in your hallway. I go down the hallway <laughs> yeah. to the bathroom. Let's yeah, clarify. Please don't pee in my hallway. I'll do it right. I'll do it while standing and looking at the Ramita Junior picture. Like it's like a urinal art. Well, I mean, then look, you can see some Kirby's up there. It's all be a great time, except for the peeing on my dry. Well, it's fine. It'll dry out. Uh, that works. Sure. I mean. All right, we're going to move on from there to this week in video game history. Superhero landing coming up. This week in video game history. We've got a couple this week. All right, it's, I like we're, it. We're, we're, we're getting back into the swing. It's not fully back in the swing yet, but we're starting to get like back into it. Like, yeah, we're on, the, we're, we're on the backswing. Here's an interesting one. Okay. Um, and I didn't look up what games this company ever did. But in 1991, American Video Entertainment took Nintendo to court for a $105 million lawsuit for an antitrust lawsuit saying that it was illegal that they were making it so only Nintendo games could play in the Nintendo Entertainment System. Interesting. And there were a number of third-party games who tried to do stuff in there. There was like Wisdom Tree that was all like the Jesus-y stuff and a few other odds and ends like, I don't know, like Little Red. Like they tried to make their own cartridges but they have to be to officially play. licensed by nintendo yeah nintendo wouldn't allow other things so there was like weird stuff where they're like oh you plug this cartridge in but then you have to plug a nintendo cartridge into the cartridge to make it play and I'll like to try and get around it uh, the point of this lawsuit is they lost <laughs> apparently but there's all these like kind of like backdoor ways that people try to do things but yeah 105 million dollars like antitrust and nintendo's like go away you are like <laughs> the buzzing of flies to vigo we have terrible third-party games we want to introduce why won't you let us oh. like custer's last stand no that was yeah still a horrible game yes it's a terrible game of course it is you dodge arrows and then uncouth things yes exactly in boots. <laughs> only your boots and, and a hat, hat. yeah <laughs> Uh, 2005. Wow, this is. Oh, let's go back to 2003. Oh, that's a significant year. Two, 2003 is a significant year. See, I graduated high school. Okay, great. 2003. This week, the Game Boy Advance SP was announced. I vaguely remember that. So the original Game Boy Advance was just kind of this oval that you had. And it's yeah. Kind of terrible and ugly looking design. Kind of reminded, like a little bit like the Game Gear was. Yeah, kind. Of, I mean, like half the size of less yeah. than that but yeah i mean the original game boy advance it's like it's not a great looking system it's kind of yeah i mean compared to the sp which was the clamshell version yes which i mean you've seen mine because sometimes kids come over and play because i still got i got that um the nes looking yes you do but that clamshell version that's the sp the flip that, phone and that's such a cleaner looking version of that system it looks so much better than that weird like oval that they had before the sp is so much better well, but that was announced this week in 2003. Good. Hey, like I said, I still got mine. I love that. So, like, it's a great l- handheld. But we got some more handheld stuff coming up. Because in 2005, mm-hmm. on the Game Boy Advance, uh, Legend of Zelda The Minish Cap was released. Are you aware of this one? I've heard of it, yes. It's a Game Boy Advance one. Basically, the gist of it, um, and it's kind of like uh, based on the system restrictions. It was similar to the Super Nintendo, but um, and this is a thing up for debate. Uh, this is probably the earliest game in the Zelda franchise chronologically, and it's all about how Link got his hat, but in this, his hat is a bird. A fancy hat. And it talks back to you. A talking hat. It's a talking bird hat, and that's how... He, it's like the lady from Home Alone 2. The hero of Hyrule got his green pointy hat. It was a bird. Oh. It's a good game. Have a lot of fun with it. Also in 2005, same day, so Minish Cap, big game. And then a game that just won't die, and I can't, like, it's literally out on, like, those Oculus systems right now. Like, it literally, like, 
doesn't go away. This is the 2005 game. I think we've talked about it before. Resident Evil 4 came out on the GameCube. Uh, could you imagine playing that on an Oculus? It must be terrifying. I, uh, that was the first Resident Evil game I played. I didn't play the first couple. Like you just or turn your head and all of a sudden there's a, there's a zombie right there. I've said this before because I feel like this game has come up in some kind of different formats over the course of this time but is is truly like probably like one of like the top 10 games i've ever played i feel like people that are using oculus like you see videos all the time of them destroying whatever room they're in or punching somebody or falling over something i've only played on those things one time a friend of mine had it and i was i played like beat saber and i was like shooting some ninjas or something i played a couple of games that just he just got a kick out of me like being like wow they um they did do uh there's a football version out there for VR. They're going to they've They uh, did that with basketball like yeah. you could be like in the stands and watch it with your friend. Oh yeah. But yeah, Resident, be there. Resident Evil 4 came out. Truly one of the best games I've ever played. It's incredible. And I've played other Resident Evil games after that because I love that one so much. You know, they're not as good. Resident Evil 4 is the best. You mean easily. To, but you mean to tell me that you wouldn't like if you were if you had and if you had a virtual reality and you could had the means to like watch NBA games on your couch wearing VR and act, like feel like you were there? Uh, no, I don't think so. Why not? One, I like to be able to see other things. I have a dog. I have a wife. I also like to look at NBA Twitter when games are going on. Oh, that's a good point. I'm sure that there's got to be a way with the metaverse and everything that you can like access that. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, because I'm the guy who's going to sign up for that shit. Yeah, it's true. But I'm sure you could like look at your I virtual hand. I haven't done a tweet since election, or I haven't sent a Facebook post since election. Now. Well, I'm sure you could access Twitter. Just in general. It's like I'm a saying. virtual phone in your virtual hand and your virtual Twitter. And then in 2006, the Mega Man X collection came out on PlayStation 2 and GameCube. Woo! What did, I mean, you know, we're clearly way more on top of that these days of like going like back and be able to buy stuff in like online stores. But the idea of like doing all the Mega Man X games up to that point in one collection, that's awesome. I love Mega Man X. The first one, I was just saying like Resident Evil 4 is one of my top 10 games. The original Mega Man X also might be in that top 10 list for me. Wow. That's a bold claim. You you're, big, get- you're a big Zelda guy though. Yeah, I mean, Minish Cap is awesome, too, but, like, you know, Mega Man X, you gotta do Chill Penguin first, then you do Flame Mammoth, because it freezes all of his flame shit, don't need to deal that lava, and then I don't remember who you do after that, but... I don't know either. Did you ever play Mega Man X? No, I didn't. Oh, my God, one of the best games I've well, ever Well, we tried to play Golden Axe a few weeks ago, that was terrible. I was drunk. <laughs> I mean, I, I wasn't not drunk. <laughs> and that's it, that's this week in video game history. You were a little troll. I was, and you were a lady. Yes, I was. And then you said, who doesn't want tits? I don't recall that. I was drunk. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Can't be held responsible. <laughs> Do you not remember saying that? Can't be held responsible for things I may or may not have said on your couch <laughs> while playing video games and drinking. All right. From there, we're going to move on. Uh, I got to make a transition. Allegedly. So from a $105 million lawsuit to buying out Antonio Brown, it's time for Jared Sports Reports. <laughs> there, we, there we go. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. Bear-chested. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Oh, and they tackle him at the 40-yard line. It's time for another Jared Sports Report. Oh, my goodness. So much to talk about with Antonio Brown. How much is there to talk about? He's done. Well, he, did you, he went on the Bob Mennery, the uh, Full Send podcast, and like threw Tom Brady under the bus, threw Rob Gronkowski under the bus. And it was funny because he's like, he's talking about his contract, and he said, like, why am I on a prove it deal? But, you know, I'm supposed to be Tom Brady's boy, but Gronkowski's getting all this money. And then Tom Brady refused to come out of the game on Sunday until 
Gronkowski got his required number of catches to make a million dollar bonus. He's like, yep, I got you the sideline audio. He's like, he's like, I need one more catch or I got to get a real job. And Tom's like, I got you. Goes in, throws him a pass, gets Gronk his million, comes out of the game. And they're going up against the Eagles this week. They are. So that should be a cakewalk. Should be. Yes. I know. I said that the Patriots were going to go further. I know. Patriots versus the Bills. That's going to be awesome. Bring it, Bills Mafia, you bunch of table-jumping people. So this is about the 87th time they've played this season? Third. It feels like it happens constantly. Yes. And have the Patriots won any of these? Yes. Oh, did they? Did they win? They won at Buffalo. Oh, so it's one and one? Yes. Oh. Yeah. The only... Bill Belichick, as a head coach, has more wins yeah, yeah, in yeah, Buffalo yeah. Yes. than like the most recent three or four coaches of the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, happened. So there's that. Uh, yeah. So really, the big uh, the big news here: NFL Wild Card Weekend is coming up. Three days of games: Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Patriots are the Saturday night game. Uh, Sunday they've got the Nickelodeon Experience game. Of course, you may remember the controversy last year where when players scored touchdowns, the slime, uh, the, the slime, the the computer generated slime. Is that, is that just on Paramount Plus? No, it's on Nickelodeon as well. Okay, but uh, no, the officials would stand at the goal line and put their hands up, but the slime was coming out of them from their groin area. <laughs> so that was kind of an oopsie oops uh, on that. So That's you've got gangrenous. It's certainly not good. So Patriots and Bills round three should be a really, really interesting game considering the Bills have won, I think, five in a row. The Patriots have lost uh, two of their last three. There must be. Is there an over-under? Three of their last four. Uh, Yes, there is. Of course there is. There's a line and an over-under. Yeah, there must be at this point. Oh, God. It's like a couple days away. No, there was. Yeah, that was. I think the Bills are four and a half point favorites. Ooh. I saw the. I mean, you saw the last game they played. It was bad. Ah, uh, yeah. The Patriots did not play well. A lot of it had to do with the defense. The defense wasn't very good. Uh, let's see here. Patriots Bills odds according to the sports books. I think yeah. Which I mean, NFL home teams usually get three anyway. Three, three and a half. So it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a good game. Let's see. Money line. There we go. What's the line on the Patriots Bill game? Oh, they're six and a half point favorites. Uh, oh my god <laughs> yeah my bad Harsh. patriots are plus 175 so if you put a hundred dollars down and they win you get 175 back uh well since we don't have sports betting in this state yeah if you if you could if you knew people if you were able to do it in the state and you they can't. opened as four and a half point underdogs so i don't know when that moved if sports uh, betting was the thing in the state i would but it's oh not. yeah what's the latest oh FanDuel. FanDuel will give us what we want to know get out of the dark ages let me yes. bet on sports games no buffalo is still four and a half four and a half 43 and a half on the over under Patriots are plus 2200 to win the Super Bowl. So if you put $100 down on them to win the Super Bowl, you can make $2,200 for every $100 you put down. What's to lose? I don't know. Buffalo's 2-2-2 two, two, and two against the spread in its uh, last six home games. New England's 8-3 and three against the spread. So, hey, take New England. Lay the points. You think they're going to make it out of the first round? I think that I really think they are. I really – there's just something about, you know – Bill Belichick a third time in a season. It's hard. It's hard enough to win in the NFL. And the Patriots showed some real, they really showed some stuff in the fourth quarter against the Bills. It all comes down to how, what kind of a start they get out to early. What the weather does up there. It's supposed to be below zero wind chill. Ooh, gnarly. Chance for some snow showers. So it's going to be very, very cold in Buffalo. So we'll see. What happens there? I I like the Patriots to win. I think it's probably going to be like a 
24-20 kind of game. Uh, I could even be see it be like 24-17. I'll have to see. Yeah. If the Patriots can get over 24 points, I think they win the game. All right. And well, other teams are playing. Yes, they are. But who gives a fuck? Actually, Basketball is back, Actually, it's going to be a really good slate of games this weekend. The, oh, the most incredible thing almost happened in the NFL. So... Did you hear about the scenario where the Raiders and Chargers, if they're. Oh, game, yeah. This was, yeah. This was is a weird. Unbelievable. Thing. Well, I mean, everything that had to happen, starting with the Jacksonville Jaguars <laughs> beating the Colts, happened. Nobody thought they would. So the Jaguars posted the meme, the, uh, the gif of Elmo in front of the fire. <laughs> Just because they're like, we've destroyed the whole day in the NFL. And like everything that had to happen, the Chargers were down like 15 points, 14 points. They had to score a touchdown. They had to get the ball back, and they scored a touchdown in the last play of regulation to tie it. And then the overtime, they traded field goals. It went down to the very last play. It almost ended in a tie where both teams almost would have gotten the playoffs on a tie, and Pittsburgh wouldn't have been in. To which Ben Roethlisberger in his press conference today said, yeah, of the 14 teams in the playoffs, we're the 14th best team. We're terrible. We really don't belong in the playoffs. little reverse psychology from Big Ben, who's probably going to retire at the end of the season. So whenever they're done on, I think they play on Sunday. So Basketball. I'm back in it. Oh, boy. Here we go. I took a week off. Yes. I took like a week and a half off. Well, in the, during that time, they waved a really they waved Jabari Parker. Oh, no, not Jabari Parker. Yes. Uh, what else happened? Clay Thompson's back. Yeah, he came back and casually dropped over 40 points. Yeah, 40. What? I don't think he had that much. Oh, he had a big night. He did. I, I think it was like 20. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, Clay Thompson is back after like a 900-day absence. What was it? I had read if you had invested a certain amount of money in Bitcoin... From the last time he played to the time he played now, you would have made over a million dollars. I mean, Clay Thompson's back. The funniest thing that happened uh, last night was Devin Booker got mad at the Raptors mascot. Did you see this? Oh, yeah, but now they're like, because he was taunting him during free throws, but after he's like, but because we, there was we no worked one... it out, we're cool now, we're homies. Yeah. Because there was no one in the stands, the Raptors mascot was like trying to make him miss, and then the refs had to talk to him, and the mascot kind of took a timeout, and then uh, Devin Booker kind of realized he looked like a douchebag. That's awesome. <laughs> so that's just hilarious. John Morant had one of the craziest blocks I have ever seen in my life. Did you see this? Oh, where he was like halfway up the backboard with his head? Yeah, where he, like, he was well above the square with that two-handed block. Oh, yeah, he was up. That's insane. One of the craziest blocks of all time happened. And, you know, like I said, it took like a week and a half off of basketball, and I'm back at it. And, hey, guess what? The Celtics, uh, still not good. No. S still an upsetting no. team to watch. And there's a bunch of rumors about the trade deadline coming up in less than oh. a month, and we'll see. But, I mean, yeah, they are not a cohesive bunch. No. Can I also explain why I think the Patriots are going to win? Sure. Because uh, Bill Belichick in his press conference today was wearing a hoodie that said Danger Zone on it. Great. Like from Top Gun. Yes, I understand. I got the reference. I want it. I want to find it, and I want it now. Anyway, oh, I also have hockey news when you're done. Sure, hockey. Tuka Rask, back from hip labrum surgery, will be starting uh, this week. The Bruins have sent Jeremy Swayman down to Providence. Tuka Rask is slated to get a start. He's also signed a contract online with Bud Light, where Bud Light said they would provide him with, I believe it was generous amounts of beer. If he started, if he signed with the Bruins, if he whipped out a Bud Light in a press conference and then won the Stanley Cup and drank Bud Light from it, they're going to provide him pretty much with like Bud Light for life. I'd pass. It's free beer, man. You could like. No, I'd pass. That's fair. I mean, I wouldn't. I know you wouldn't. Also, chances of me winning the Stanley Cup as a goaltender are. I also feel like that would minimal. be like the most baller move. They're like free beer for every those. Me. Yeah. <laughs> probably by free beer forever they mean here's like a couple million dollars in endorsement money yeah to that, which he's like okay that works too that's sports that's sports
That sports. All right. We're going to move on from there. No real reason for this one this week. It's just... You it's, totally skipped over a whole segment of the show, by the way. I did? Oh, yeah. We, uh, haven't, we haven't done any Screaming at Streaming yet. Well, I guess it's time to do some Screaming at Streaming. It's the Book of Boba Fett, Chapter 3. The Streets of Moss Eisley. So you're saying the universe created a sitcom starring two Avengers? Nope. We're Screaming at Streaming. So let's not waste another minute. Settle in, sharpen your pencils, and check this out. What the hell happened this week? In this week's episode of Sons of Anarchy Tatooine, as I like to call it, not much. Um, the guy from Office Space showed up. He's like, I'm going to bring them. Yeah. <laughs> I just love seeing that guy. I'm like, I know you for- look, I know that you've done other stuff. That's what you're known for. You're the stapler guy. He's going to burn the building down. Yeah. I mean, we get not as much flashback because they burn all the, the Tusken Raiders up. Yeah, they're dead now. Yeah, they're dead. Um, I appreciate that that like, weird little frog creature is still outside just snagging flies. Yeah, so I was like, when they did it, I'm like, huh, I've seen that before. <laughs> just eating them. Just yeah. eating flies. Uh, what else did we get? More of the criminal underworkings of Moss Eisley. The mayor continues to be a POS. What's he up to? Hey, it's a Robert Rodriguez-directed thing. So you get Danny Trejo. Goddamn right. Going back to, I think the first thing they did together was Desperado. Danny Trejo as the Rancor Wrangler. The Rancor, which apparently has their range of But I just, I, one, I love Danny Trejo. I love Robert Rodriguez. Desperado, man. What a movie. I haven't watched yes. that in a while. I want to go. Have you seen Desperado? Yeah, Antonio Banderas. He's blind. No, you're thinking um, you've betrayed yourself. Oh. No, but Antonio Banderas is in Desperado. Yes, he is. But the blind one was Johnny Depp at uh, Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Oh, okay. I got him confused. It? No, but he has like the guitar case. He pops open, has a gun in it. Selma Hayek's in it, I believe, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I love the rank. I love that there's a... I mean, I don't love it because I don't, like, want, I don't I want, want a sad rancor. I don't want there to be an emotionally complicated rancor. I just want him to go, man, I'm going to eat your ass. Mm. You know what I mean. I don't think you can say that. Uh, also, I really, really want them to follow through with... Sexually adventurous. Where, where Boba Fett says, I want to ride him, and I want to ride it now. Teach me. We're totally going to see him ride a Rancor. That's How badass awesome. is that going to be? That's all I want to see. Do you think that Danny Trejo is actually a bad guy in this, or is like... No, I think he's just a Do you dude. think the Huts are like, they're leaving Tatooine because it's expensive to make them, is the answer? I think Danny Trejo is just a dude who's raising a Rancor. Yeah, he is. I don't think he's anything more. I don't think he's anything less. He's just like, hey, I got this rancor. It's sad. Boba Fett gets the shit kicked out of him by the gladiator Wookiee. Yeah, that Wookiee from the comics. He rips open his back to tank and throws him around. I that Wookiee was biting everything. He's real bitey. He was, and he had electrified brass knuckles. He did. It's a good Wookiee. Yeah. I know it's from the books, which is a good thing. And to be fair, I haven't read a Star Wars comic in about two years. Cool ass Wookiee. Yeah, I'm kind of waiting for something to happen. Like, yeah, things are kind of progressing. Like, we know the mayor is in with the whatever syndicate. I'm curious if we're going to see some crossover because I'm speaking of like crime syndicates, like that whole whatever the uh, Amelia Clark thing was from Solo that had Darth Maul in it. Like, is that what we're talking about? Mm. And I feel like the comics might have dealt with that. Again, I haven't read a Star Wars comic in two years. I haven't read a lot of like new comics. Yeah. Although some. I just read Strange Adventures this week. Had a great time. Unrelated, but. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think this well, is my favorite will, one will, so far. Will it? I mean, it could, I guess, because this is taking place, what, 30, 40 years after Solo? Not that long. Probably closer to like 10 years. Oh, yeah, probably. But then, well, we're not going to get Darth Maul because he's dead. Oh, yeah, yeah, Obi kills him a second time. Um, whatever. I think this is my favorite one so far from this series. Like, just 
you show me a rancor, I'm like, I'm in. Yeah. Th- that was a practical ass rancor. Yeah, when the rancor showed up, I'm like, oh, Zach's gonna be happy. I am. I love Cor- I like when the droid comes around, he's like, Master Fett, he's like, Go away, I'm busy with this rancor. <laughs> I'm petting the rancor. Fascinating. Also, what are we like the first human he sees, like he bonds with him, like so he's had a blinder on? He grew this big with blinders? Here, yeah, good point. He's impressed on. So what does that mean for, for like, Danny Trejo's character? Because he was not being seen. Is he going to be accepted by the Rancor? I think if it's a Robert Rodriguez project, Danny Trejo ain't going nowhere. Machete don't tweet. Machete raise Rancor. I know. I know. Like the love the Machete. You're a boss. I am. All right. So what, th- that I love the Machete movies? That I think, yeah, fuck it. I loved it. I, I, that's not true. I'll, I'll backtrack a little bit. To heck with it. I enjoyed it more than the last couple. It's getting better. That's where I'll, I'll land on. It, I enjoyed it enough. And he, there were good fight that, scenes in it, this. It's just kind of cool that, like, I mean, for I was to say most of our lives, but most of everyone's lives, like Star Wars, for a while was just kind of like kind of touch and go. I mean, expanded universe, like comics or whatever. It's just kind of cool that we get like live action Star Wars, like in our house. Like, oh yeah, it's just constant now. We just get a little yeah. taste of it, and it's awesome. But in some ways, this is like the the expanded universe books. But in TV form. Pew. Yes, exactly. Less effort to have to read them. You just watch them. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me feel worse about it. Yeah, less effort. All right, so from there, we're going to move on. Um, No particular reason to do this one, just because, you know, I was thinking about in the next couple of weeks, like 2022 is a pretty big year content-wise. Just well, a ton of movies coming out. We said that about 2020 and 21. There's a ton of content Think about the hellscapes year. those years were. We're getting a ton of content this year. So I just thought, you know, we got to... A couple of weeks before things kind of start cooking, so let's just do some good stuff. Let's just have a few weeks of just diving into some good shit. All right. So this week- It also has been a while since we've done something abjectly terrible. I feel like we should toss one of those absolutely god-awful things in there at some point. And I had a plan- Like a really shitty movie or something. You can watch Superman 3 at some point. Okay, never mind. I take that back. (laughs) I take it back. I don't think we've done that one yet, have we? I think we did Superman 1 and 2. I don't think we've done 3 yet. Is that the one where it's a quest for peace? No, that's the one with Richard Pryor at the computer. Oh, that's even worse. No, I don't think it's worse. I've... It's not. Uh, no, it's not good though. Have you ever seen that? I don't know if you've seen that. What I, Superman I remember... three? Yeah. Yes. I thought about that. Whatever. We'll. S- <laughs> we're not doing Superman three this week. I can tell you that. All right. Thank God. But instead, what we're going to do is we're going to dive back into Batman the animated series and do a classic episode from season one. Almost got him. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret. I'm always angry. It's time for an Editor's Note podcast review. This, to me, if I were doing my, again, talking top 10 things, if I was doing my top 10 Batman the Animated Series episodes, I would say- Top five? I would say almost got him, definitely in my top 10. But here's the interesting thing. I think that's context appropriate. A very brief rundown of this is a number of Batman's villains are all playing poker together, and they're all sharing a story of how they almost got him. It's like five different mini-stories. Yes. But here's the thing, and I don't think I've ever done this before, because originally when I was watching Batman the Animated Series, I was either seeing it as it was new or as it was a rerun. But either way, I was like, I, was, and, I mean, this show clearly doesn't really have an arc to any of the characters for the most part, or, or I'm watching it chronologically. Okay. Only kind of for this show do I kind of like cherry pick, like, oh, let's just watch this one. Let's watch this one. I think taking this one out of context and out of order takes away from because when you're watching it, you know, episode to episode, it's like one villain, one villain, one villain. And then you get this like kind of burst of like, oh my God, there's like a ton of them. But then if you take it out of context, like you don't really have that kind of like, oh, this is different kind of. Feel. I don't know. That's 
Yeah. That was my kind of like surprise takeaway from it, just because I don't think I've ever kind of seen it in this context. But what do you think? I, it was a, it was fun. Like I kind of figured fun. out like right away when the title was almost got him, and then like they're playing poker around the table. It's funny watching them all do their own little ways of cheating in the card game. Yeah. But you could just kind of tell right away. I was like, okay, they're all gonna like like Joker's trying to prod them into their story. So like, okay, so we're gonna hear from each of them. So we're gonna see Batman foil each of these villains' attempts to get out, and then yeah, you know, that's gonna be fun. And well, <laughs> well, I wish I'd written down the line. I think the best one is um like the interaction. Like for the most part, they're just kind of cordial, but also kind of shitty to each other. But then, um, oh yeah, and this is a continuation from earlier in the series. As Poison Ivy rolls up to the table, oh yeah, and talks uh, to Two Faces, like half of me wants to strangle you. She's like, what about the other half? <laughs> like wants to bash your head in. Yeah, was, yeah. Hit with the truck. I think was it. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. We used to date. Yeah. That was- <laughs> That's such a good bit. It's a very good bit. But then also, um, spoilers for this episode. Like, oh, hold on. Hold on. The okay. rock guy was funny. Killer Croc. Killer Croc. He's like, I just threw a rock at him once. Like, Joker's like, all right, now for a better story. But uh, spoilers, I love the twist. Yes. 30 years later, a spoiler alert. Uh, Killer Croc in this episode, because it's Penguin, Two-Face, Poison Ivy, the Joker, Two-Face. Uh, Killer Croc is really Batman in disguise. But what's kind of funny if you look back on it is when Poison Ivy rolls up to the table, she just fucking wails on Killer Croc, which means she's just like, like hits Batman in the nuts and like cracks his jaw. Yeah, right. It's puts his face right off the table, the poker table. So she really like gets her best hits on Batman, not knowing that it's yeah. Batman. Good for Batman to stay tough in the Killer Croc costume and not give up on it. But yeah, there's there's your uh, your plot twist, and that also is a way that Batman finds out, according to Joker's Almost Gotham story, where Catwoman comes in and saves the day. Well, let's go back to the other ones. Uh, oh, okay. Two-Face has a story with a coin. Oh, yeah, where Batman totally kills two guys with a giant coin. With a giant penny. I've been thinking that's an issue we should do. Because, um, I mean, the Batcave kind of has two main staples. One of them is a robot T-Rex, and the other one is a big penny from the Penny Plunderer. And I've always thought like, we should do that issue. Because I've also never read it myself, to be fair. So, you know, sometimes we do things on the show that are exploratory for me as well. Wow. Look at you. You don't have all the experience, do you? I haven't read every comic ever. There's a lot of them. Well, get on that. Yeah, I'll try. Chop, chop. Pit, pit. Yeah, so we get uh, Batman. I love that Two-Face, like, he's like, he ties Batman to this giant penny that's going to be in the Batcave. Well, heads or tails, um, you'll either be crushed by the penny or all your bones will shatter from the impact. (laughs) It's just, it's this great little bit. And, of course, Batman gets out. Yeah, and then the penny crushes two of Two-Face's henchmen, so. Yeah, they're dead forever. Yeah, they're flatter than flat. The penguin one, I think, is probably the weakest. He's like, there was a big bird. I see. And Batman <laughs> stabbed it in the leg, and it sounded like a velociraptor from Jurassic Park. And then it left. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's. And he had hummingbirds flying all after him and stuff, or bees, or some kind of. I like poison ivies because it's a li- um, it's a little bit gothic and a little bit like Halloween. Like, yeah. Having some... toxic pumpkins and whatnot. When you light them and they. They spread poison. I, I think you're downplaying it a little. I liked that it felt a, kind of stylized and it felt mm. kind of like traditional like horror. Like, ooh, it's a boo spooky pumpkin. Yes, because you love Halloween. I do, but I just, I, I like that. I think boo spooky pumpkin. Yeah, boo spooky pumpkin. <laughs> the Joker's one is really messed up. Oh, yeah, where he overtakes a, uh, a TV, uh, talk, station. TV station talk show and he puts laughing gas in and the more people laugh the more electricity is generated on this chair that batman's in except they can't not laugh it's like he like literally harley quinn is reading the, the phone, phone book <laughs> and like because of the laughing gas they can't not laugh and they're just... but the one thing i hate about this and i swear to god like if i was ever writing anything popular 
I would bend over backwards to not have a five 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 in the thing. But you kind of have to because people call those numbers. You, I know, and... but like then I just I'd find a way around it. I just I just want to include like she could just be listing a name of like she could just read the names. She doesn't have to do the phone number. The five 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 thing to me always is like such an immediate like pulls me out. If I were writing anything, I would go out of my way. Klondike to five. Even that's not great. But call yeah, Mr. I mean, Plow. Yes, that's my name. That name again is Mr. Plow. Now we sit back and wait. <laughs> waiting and game play, play the waiting game. Let's Who wants play to play hunger hunger hippos? Yes. <laughs> I always think of that when there's a big snowstorm on the way. I'm like, Mr. Plow, shut up, boy. You are fully bonded and licensed by the city, aren't you, Mr. Plow? <laughs> anyway, back to well, I um, digress. But I, I do love that, like, yeah, just Harley phone book and freaking out. And I and then Catwoman comes in and she foils the plan. And then Batwoman foils the Joker and Harley's plan. And everyone's gets, like, and I love Catwoman at the end, like, where, like, maybe they're going to they're going to have a smooch. Maybe yeah. they're not. And then she's like, almost got him. Like, the whole thing is a punchline. I fuck it. I love it. It's good. It's great. Yeah. Uh, written by the great Paul Dini. We've talked about it many, many times in terms of like Batman the Animated and a few other uh, Batmans. It's just, it's a fun episode that you get like, it's not really a Batman story this this episode. It's like a, vil- it's a rogues gallery story. It, and With vignettes. Yes. And I think that's what makes it really fun. It's because you get a little taste of each villain. Each villain gets like a, instead of having their own episode, they all share an episode. And I think it, like I said, I think it works better in the context if you're watching the series like one after another, after another, after another, or just you're watching it full of them. I think it has a greater impact when you just go like, ooh, this one's different. But I, I love the concept of like these villains have got to get together and talk about their experiences with Batman. Like, what would that be like? And we get a glimpse into what that could be like. And I think that's what makes it funny, right? Like, not just funny, but like enjoyable. And I don't know about you, but I kept like seeing what their hands were. Oh, yeah. Like two parent getting you anywhere in this game. Nope. No, nope, they are not. <laughs> but that was just one of my things. What are these hands? I, I think. Like I, said, I think it goes probably into my top ten, but out of it works better in context than out of I think. But still, like it's one of the greats. It, it loves seeing all the villains together. It's so it is fun. It's just fun. The show kicks ass. I love it. It really does. I never get sick of the show. No, and um, but just so many good episodes and, and hits on it. It's hard to and this. I mean, uh, this one. I don't know if I was wrong or not, but I didn't think I saw like the new Batman Adventures on there, like season four of this on hbo but at least the first three are or you can get them on dvd or bay like they're all out there it's not that hard to find yeah no it's not good ass time yeah no 100 percent. all right we're gonna move on from there if i could watch the show yes it's watch been it. it's been incredibly popular for 30 years what are you doing watch it that's it you can watch. yeah okay so we're gonna move on from there to letters to the editors now for my favorite part of the show what did i say talk to the audience oh god this is always dead Here's another one of your letters to the editors. If you want to ask us your own questions, and I think you do. I think you do. Yeah, please bring your queries <laughs> forward. Please ask more. Yes, yeah, so I engage us. Uh, you can do that at editorsnotecomics at gmail.com. Send them in. I don't know. Ask for dating advice. See how that goes. I keep on requesting that no one has ever done it. <laughs> no, because they know they're not going to get good advice from me. <laughs> do the Costanza. Do the opposite. Yeah, that's a good point. But this week's question, I like this one. Okay. I meant to text this to you, too, and then I didn't. Can I give you a New Year's resolution? You already said this. Send me the fucking question in advance. (laughs) What comic book 
character, I don't know why I said it like that. Okay, well. What comic book character deserves a video game that hasn't gotten one yet? I have an answer, because I had time to think about this. Okay, well, let me think about it. You want me to go? Is that what you want? Yes. Uh, I think my answer, this is, these are characters that have had a couple of video games. Uh, I don't think they've had one since 2007, but the Fantastic Four, I mean, they've been in other games, but just do a straight Fantastic Four game, because there's a range you can have in there, like, it's fun that you get like the different power sets, but also you get to do stuff like, oh, we're going to go to space. Oh, we're going to go to the negative zone. Oh, we're going to go to Latveria. Like there is a, what, to fight Dr. Doom? What do you want? You get to, you get to fight a bunch of Doom bots, then Dr. Doom and Galactus and Kang and Immortus and Blastar. Okay. Like there's a ton of shit you could do with a Fantastic Four game. Like if you just just say like, fuck it, like we're, we're doing everything. We're just going to throw all like the insane elements about this property against the wall you could have a fun fun game i think and i'll say a secondary one okay um which might be a little less obvious but jonah hex okay games like red dead redemption have done like really well and whatnot but you could just have a western game that also has comic book elements and comic book villains and a little like more over the top than you might get from like a red dead redemption so i just yeah, Jonah Hex. It's kind of my secondary answer. It's Wasn't a, there a v- Jonah Hex video game at one point? Not knowledge. I feel like there was. There was a terrible movie with Josh Brolin and Megan Fox. You want to watch a bad movie? Well, watch the Jonah Hex movie. There's a video game concept, but no. There's a Flash game, but no. <laughs> okay, so. But yeah, so I, I think Jonah Hex is kind of my secondary. But I think Fantastic Four, like, that would be. If you threw just everything at it, I think that would give you enough variety that wouldn't go stale and you could like kind of get real long so i think you know it'd be a fun kind of i i just did a little quick research it's been since 2008 since this video game since this character had its own video game how much fun would we just have a hulk video game just a button smash where we just there's been a couple good ones like 2008 was the last time we had one that one isn't good i played it it's not great there was one in 03 uh was that ultimate destruction i think it was yes that game is amazing speaking of top 10 already, okay but yeah. no it, it is actually it's a really incredible game but hulk has already had a, ultimate destruction is a great game total like has a lot of value it's really good. all right um i can't think of another video game or comic book character off the top of my head for a video game because you've already got like spider-man games are awesome bunch yeah a ton of those you've had x-men games to be fair there i mean since x-men alleged uh, that was I yeah i guess if you already had that game that was good but i, I can't i mean i thought my hulk idea was a pretty good idea decent idea you could maybe do a suicide squad one now that there's some traction some popularity there's with it literally one coming out this year oh see there you go they knew exactly what we needed <laughs> so that kill the justice league game or the suicide squad yeah seriously I mean, that'd be more fun. I'm actually, I don't want to give you the questions now that like you're totally trapped in Scram. I prefer this. <laughs> I I can't think of any other comic book character. Like they all have like when the movies come out, usually there's a video game that goes with them. Not for a while. Daredevil. There was a concept for a Daredevil like '70s crime drama game that never got off the ground. So yes, Daredevil. well, you had the Avengers video game, so you got a little Hawkeye. Everyone, like a full Hawkeye game would be cool. Everyone hated the oh, Avengers game. How about this Green Arrow? A Green Arrow game? Shoot your little bow and arrow. So you just slowly shoot people with arrows one at a time yeah and then get drunk doesn't, doesn't green arrow have an alcohol problem no oh, okay never mind then <laughs> your work is booze out now well that's how you finish a show it's, i'm telling you you should give me the question in advance so i can do a little thinking and some research instead of having to look all over your room for like hmm, i wonder what we could context do. clues yeah exactly 
<sighs> All right. Well, if you enjoyed the show, go to patreon.com slash editors note comics. A dollar a month gets you the show the day we record it. Plus, <laughs> you're you looking get... around like, how about a young Frankenstein video oh, game? Oh, there we go. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Why not? Uh, a producer's video game. You can do the whole, uh, you, I don't know, a Tusk video game. You haven't even seen that movie. No, I haven't. Uh, anyway, as I was saying, dollar a month gets you the, day, the show the day we record it. Plus, you get access to other things behind the paywall. So please check that out and support us. You can also find Zach on Twitter at Editor's Note Comics. Yeah, uh, football season's almost done, but if you want to see Jared drunkenly tweet about football... Oh, Saturday night, 825 kickoff, baby. I mean, he doesn't have a Christmas movie to tweet about. Nope, I don't he, have... he just has to get drunk and tweet about football. Nope, nope, it's true. That's all I have. I thought you said nope. <laughs> then you said yes. Maybe. You're like, I'm not drunk. No, I'm just drinking seltzer water now. Oh, okay. Until the Patriots game. <laughs> so a couple days. Yes, I'm preparing my body. All right. For the toxic abuse I'm going to put it through. Next week, we're back. We're going to all kinds of stuff. We're going to get Boba Fett. There's going to be Peacemaker. And because of Spider-Man No Way Home, I mm. thought we'd do a Spider-Man book that's, okay. that's in relation to a theme from that story. I like it. So next week, Spider-Man Blue. It's a Gwen Stacy thing. Okay. Oh, is that when she dies? It's a, you'll see. All right. <laughs> when you read it. Next week, Spider-Man Blue, Peacemaker, and that... Other thing we watch, Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Ah! I like how they reference as the sand barge disaster. Bye.